0: Today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Sometimes you, you find yourself in a pasture. Sometimes you find yourself on a plane or on a ledge. And sometimes you find yourself on a ridge. And that's what you need now. Maybe a ridge for yourself or a ridge for a loved one. Ridge is that front pocket carry. It's a wallet, but it's for the front. It's that perfect rectangular piece that really... You know, you put your credit cards in there, put your ID in there, and your money in there, and get specific. Quit carrying around erroneous stuff in an old-fashioned rear pocket carry. Some people in their wallet, you look in it, they got, they got, they got a little stick of gum and maybe a hotel key from a um, from a from a budget inn somewhere off the uh, off the interstate, off I seventy five. Don't be like that anymore. Get that front pocket carry from Ridge. They also have phone cases. They also have knives. Visit RidgeWallet.com slash TPW and use code TPW at checkout for 10% off. That's code TPW for 10% off at RidgeWallet.com. Today's guest is one of America's most loved crossover comedians. Um, he has a podcast called Get Some. Uh, you may know him from Think Like a Man. Uh, he's a very funny guy and uh, i feel I've run into him a couple times recently, and happy to have him here today, Mr. Gary and
1: Owen. Dude,
0: no, but thank you for your patience, man. I'm sorry that I was late. I uh, went to a chiropractor, bro. Dude, you think you look like this just automatically, dog? My
2: fault. I'm always, I always think chiropractors scare me because I think they'll fix the problem. Yeah, but then they'll also fuck up a, something <laughs> yeah, else, and you yeah. come back, you know, like this. All right, my sixth vertebrae is great, but now this third one, and they do. Yeah. I think they do it just a little bit, so we're gonna give him eight months. Yeah, and then when he comes yeah. back, you know what I mean? And then he will come up with something. Oh, you were hiking? Yeah. Oh yeah, it does it.
0: Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they put something into your bones. Are we cruising, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, they put something in your bones that like, oh, well, this will. Yeah, they set you at like three months. They set that knee at three months.
2: I'm telling you, that man, layup. Nobody's gonna... ever gone to a chiropractor and just stop.
0: Yeah,
2: they yeah. come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard. Like I don't trust them. Like they're like mechanics. Yeah, they're like mechanics. I get my oil change and they bring out some filter. You're like yeah. this. I got a Camaro. That's a <laughs> Toyota filter.
0: <laughs> yeah. They bring back a uh they uh, they bring back a sunroof. You don't even have one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've never, I never I never in my life have I gone and, and, and got an oil change when I when I had shitty cars and mm-hmm. they just went, "All right, $19." <laughs> like like the thing says on the marquee. Yeah. It's you walk out there it's $60. Oh. Like they get you on something. you had it like that. It's man. $19. It yeah. makes you feel like your car cannot go yeah. without
0: that. We find a uh, used squirrel in your catalytic converter. Yeah. That's what they used to get my dad with all the time. Get oh, they know. had a mouse in your catalytic
2: converter. Catalytic like, converter? Yeah. yeah. The guy was like, just give me $40, man. Yeah. We'll handle it. I yeah. hey, man, your flux capacitor. Yeah. You're not going to be able to travel back in time. Oh, you time Fuck. traveling,
0: man. We got to shut you down, man. Yeah.
2: Sorry about that. Yeah.
0: Government says that's $200. It's just written on the wall $200 for time traveling. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's coming, baby. Yeah. Yeah, chiropractor's dangerous, man. I went in there, and uh, this lady laid me down, too, dude. She was, I think, Scottish or something, man. Fuck, I felt Scottish by the time she was back in there, dude. She was deep at some point. Just want to go watch Braveheart? Bro, I could no. feel my grandparents <laughs> just building up in my cheeks, bro. She had me just reminiscing, <laughs> bro.
2: See, some professions should be women. I don't like the whole uh, we're all the same. Like If I go to the dentist... yeah. I don't want a dental assistant to be a dude. Yeah. I don't want some man hands in my molars. Yeah. yeah you know? I don't want true. some nice soft female type shit yeah, going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's some oh. jobs should not be. When I had my knee surgery, I remember I couldn't I couldn't piss or shit. So Cuz you want pills? Yeah, just knee surgery and the, and I couldn't eat until I pissed. I could not I wasn't allowed to eat. So the nurse came in, they go, "Look, we can either wait this out. You want a catheter?
0: You couldn't eat until you
2: pissed? Yeah. I wasn't allowed to eat anything. I could drink water, but I wasn't allowed to eat. They had to make sure everything was moving correctly, I guess, after the surgery. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. I thought this was like some kind of like weird, like you were in that movie Saw or something. No, like, no, no. Of-
2: like you get out of surgery, and then they're like, uh, you know, just got to, the guy's with you, now you got to piss. Yeah. Or you can eat anything. So it had been a while. So the the lady nurse came in, and she literally goes, look, here we can do the... Cafeter and get the piss and then you can eat yeah. um, you know or you, we could wait a couple more hours what are going to do I said, I'm starving just do it she says, now are you comfortable with me doing it or would you like me to get a guy to do it I literally went why would I want a guy <laughs> I remember looking at her like so really people say that I go and all that thing was I was trying to tell her like look it's, it's not where it should be yeah. right now <laughs> it's surgery and you know it's very Ken Jung hangover <laughs> popping off right now
0: so <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah, that's true, especially like a fireman or something. I don't want somebody to be like, yeah, we're sending Barb up if you're in a burning building. Right. <laughs> Fuck Barb, dog. You ain't
2: lying. Fuck Barb, Some dude. Some professions got to be men and women. Yeah. Even when I was in the Navy, when I joined the Navy, mm-hmm. women weren't allowed on combat ships. Right. So women had it made. They were on shore duty. And when you're on shore duty, you get extra money. They give you extra money to go get an apartment, oh, live In wow. town. It's a nine to five job when you're shore duty when you're on a ship it sucks because yeah. you're in racks that are three high you know burden the area sucks there's no privacy but women there's a few women that were fighting for equal rights and i was thinking why the fuck would you want to be on a ship yeah you got it made right now And it's always like a few women we wanted the same right i'm like this stupid yeah i mean it, it literally makes their quality of life worse right than and- better they could have and shut then, then, up and been fine.
0: But do you think that some of them actually want that? Or do you think it's some people that just want to... They just have to argue for something sometimes.
2: And they just want to win. Even yeah, it is. It doesn't it benefit is. them. They want
0: to win. Right.
2: They don't even realize you're not really winning. Yeah. You're losing after this.
0: And if you asked a lot of... A lot of men would prefer to... Take a bullet for a or at least when I was younger, it seemed like a lot of men would take a bullet for a woman. Nowadays, it'd be like, you know, let's front some of these bitches, you know, and put them out front. But.
2: <laughs> well, I will say, uh, when you're, when I was first in the Navy and women weren't allowed on combat ships, uh, the first ship I was on had women. The second one didn't. Uh, ain't like you got to be banging them. Right. You just got to be around some women, man. You go, You go for a month in the middle of the ocean with a thousand dudes, mm-hmm. and you don't see one female. And that shit fucks your head a little bit. Does it? Man, you come back, you ready to bank Precious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like this. Yeah. Dang.
0: Oh, you ready to bank Semi-Precious, yeah.
2: dude. <laughs> you're like this. Anybody want some chicken? <laughs> like, like, you want to go steal some? Like yeah. the movie? Does your mom hurt you? <laughs> it's like even when you're out at sea, when you're out at sea with women on ships, the first couple weeks, I and mean, some of the women you are like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. You know? And then... Month in, you're like you've been working wow. out. I know, you know, and then by by two months, it's it's 800 Halle berries on that ship. Wow, like this dang Stockholm syndrome.
0: It is. Huh? You're seeing the
2: same women day to day. You start to just man gravitate to them.
0: You I, yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember. So you're so you're saying the, so so then there is a. It sounds like there is a real advantage to just having women around, even on the boat. There is something nice about just there being an opposite sex around.
2: Oh yeah. Like I said, you ain't got to be. Mess around and touch them just to walk by, and have a the scent right of a woman, just you to know? know that a woman's around. Yeah, and something, I mean something that eases the tension. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even if you, even if there's innocent flirt. I was single, so even if there's innocent flirting, like we had this one girl, her name was Love. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Best ass, right? And Navy had Is we had a, dung, dungarees.
0: A black lady I know. Oh, a black yeah, girl yeah. named Love.
2: Oh yeah, it's was, it was a black lady. Uh she was dating a couple of the Chargers cuz we were staying in San Diego. And to be a Navy girl dating a couple yeah. NFL ball players like you had to wow. be looking good cuz you're up against yes. the top of the top competition. Yeah. And I just remember her stencil was sewn in. But I'd still would be like, you know, I was I was a cop and I was in Navy. I'd be like, "Love, let me see your stencil." Yeah. <laughs> and she turned around <laughs> like, "Are right, you good?" because the stencil ain't right you gotta tell them to go fix it and, yeah. and mark it in because some people have markers some people sewed it in uh-huh. hers was sewn in i said, still be like love, let me see that stencil that was good for me <laughs> dude I
0: wonder if it's the same girl
2: we're, you know a love?
0: I know a girl named Love from yeah. San Diego? a young black woman yeah
2: but I don't she wasn't from San Diego she was Stacy of San Diego
0: yeah she had knows. to be from
2: the south the way her build was she had to be from the south yeah I'll there were some see. grits I'll
0: have to see really? Uh, yeah Dude, I was uh, um, someone was going to ask you about, just a second ago, we were talking about the military. Oh, yeah, they used to have a thing. So I went and did uh, just some just a different military base tours and stuff. I'm sure you've done some of those. Mm-hmm. And they had one, we went to Guantanamo Bay, and they had the term Gitmo Pretty. And it was like, after a couple days down there, you're like, yeah, that lady, dude, keep me away from her. And by five days down there, you're like, hey, where's that lady? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Any ship, man, any at think any military base. You're like, damn, Burdette is looking
2: hot as fuck. Good out lord, here. Pascal.
0: Yeah, they had a big girl named Galaxy. Was her name? I remember Galaxy Wilson. Her, her last
2: name. name was Galaxy.
0: First name, Galaxy Wilson, bro. I'm like,
2: damn, Galaxy.
0: <laughs> fucking <laughs> moons over Miami, yeah, bro. Let,
2: let me be a part of that solar system. Blast me into that
0: fucking <laughs> into that atmosphere, bro. <laughs> um. Dude, thanks so much for coming in, man. Yeah,
2: no problem. What's going on? Thanks you live me in Cincinnati, time, huh? Appreciate that. <laughs> thanks for being on time, man. Well, look, man, I you man, know you, I know you like there. to work
0: in a lot of the black circles, so I'm wanted to frickin'.
2: <laughs> I wanted to be late. Well, I, was, I, I thought. That's why I got here early. I'm i to prove to him we're not all like that. Hey, Theo's stuck in traffic. Whoa, he's in L.A. I guess he didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> Way to plan ahead, Theo. Do you – Um. so
0: you – You've had a great, you've had probably the greatest career for someone that doesn't live in Los Angeles or New York.
2: Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I never, I lived here for a little bit. But my career took off really when I left. Went back to Ohio.
0: Because you know that, ne- I mean, that never happens, but that's not most people's story.
2: Yeah, why well, would I would fly out whenever I was needed in L.A. or New York. Yeah. Then, you know, we just kind of, hmm. Yeah, you I like. I don't know any of the. I hear. I was talking to your guys before I got here about. You know, there's very much a a click. Um. The the comedy store comics. Hmm. You guys are like your own little click. You know, because you see each other so much, and I'm totally not in the loop. I'm almost like a bigfoot. Right. Like, there, there's sightings of me. Oh yeah. In L. A. Like even when you saw me at the airport. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's there's, a, there's Gary Allen? Gary It <laughs> Oh, <it's laughs> doesn't <crazy>.
0: exist. <laughs> well, it's almost kind of nice because it's almost like you're then like a celebrity to L.A.
2: Oh, yeah, because I've never seen. Because you're, yeah, me. you're
0: like so rare. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've seen him twice in L.A. I've
2: only seen you once in L.A. And that was at the airport on yeah. the way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a live in Minnesota. Where were you going that weekend?
0: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we were in Minnesota. Remember that?
2: That was the layover.
0: Yeah, like, God, the beautiful airport, at? too. Big, though.
2: That's a big-ass airport. Jesus. It's almost too big.
0: Yeah. I think the that- Metrodome's somewhere in there. I remember at one point, <laughs> I remember crossing a 40-yard line at somebody. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody fumbled around on That Aunt would be Annie's. great
2: The football stadium attached to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the game from the side. Well, now <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the airport's got the hotels right there. Detroit's got that Weston oh, right yeah. in it. Oh yeah, if I have a
0: three-hour layover, dude, I might. Uh, sometimes I'll bust a coin and get that get that lay down for a little while. Well, they, get a room. Well,
2: Atlanta's got the Minute Suites. You seen that? Mm-mm. You can rent a room for like an hour. Oh wow! It's like I don't know what it is, like thirty dollars. I did it. Like I had a I had like a I don't I, I was oh I was coming back from Japan. Mm-hmm. I landed at like five in the morning, and my f- next flight went to like eleven. So I bought that thing for three hours. Damn, was it good? Yeah, it's like a it's your own room. It's got cable. Outlets, a bed, you know the bathroom. You have to leave not. You don't have to go in the hallway, but there's a bathroom for for the pods. But it's it's like a little pod. Hmm.
0: It's cool though. Well, I, you know what? I was in uh, Australia a couple weeks ago, and they had at the airport in this one area that just had like these kind of like look like a big molar actually with a with a roll top like those roll top desks, and mm. you could get in there like an egg. Yeah, like an egg. Like more yep. more more and Mindy. Yep, you pay like three or four dollars and get in that egg, and that's that. And, and just, it's right in the airport? I mean, just literally, you could walk. I mean, bro, there were kids running around through them playing games and shit. And, and you're people, in the egg, locked in. You're in there sleeping, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think you lock yourself in from the you inside. you bring a lady in there? I don't know, Figured. dude. <laughs> Make a little bit of fucking- What was you doing in Australia? Performing? Egg salad, bro. Uh, yeah, I was doing shows over there.
2: I never, I've never, outside of military bases, I've never, only place I've been outside the country uh, is Guam. And London hm mm. that's been it well Canada but that's that's kind of America too yeah Australia' is kind of
0: Canada but f- way like it's Canada with more of a criminal element you know because a lot of criminals they that whole country based on criminalia or you know p- people that did crime crime
2: where did you get that statistic from
0: crime uh just from being (laughs) alive like I'm just buying
2: it like really I go never heard that (laughs) he was just breaking off shit yeah like Ohio (laughs) Ohio (laughs) was founded by uh, Capone you know he was running drugs through there and he just named it Ohio do you ever feel left out because you don't live in LA or or New York Uh, no no never do I'm so busy as it is you know even if I when I get off the road the last thing I want to do is go to a comedy club because I do it so much well, I know a lot of the guys in LA. They're, you know, they're they're at the comedy clubs every night. And yeah. I I did that when I was out here, so I feel like I got it out of my system. But I heard it's a different vibe at the comedy store now. I heard there's different management and ownership and everything else. Because I when I first started, I did the whole wait in line for three hours to open mic. Oh yeah, and and this is not an indictment on Mitzi Shore. I'm sure she's a nice lady, but what she did to me, I was like i will never perform here that's why i'm never there she iced you huh well i waited in line i did the i did what you're supposed to do for like two three weeks right and then i got i got picked to showcase mm-hmm. so five five of a showcase that night and it was you four, remember the other ones it was four women i was the only dude mm. i don't know who the other women were but there was four women and me and i was the fifth so the four were women the only went, black guy to perform too, pretty much <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like, do you remember who the other people were? Chris Tucker, <laughs> Chappelle. So I don't know why I didn't get picked. No, <laughs> it was. Full, but when when I went up and you only get five minutes, yeah. You know, uh, I looked in the back of the original room and she was like holding court with the four girls uh. and wasn't watching me. And then I got called the next day and they go, "Yeah, you, you didn't get picked to be a regular." I said, "What?" And not to sound conceited, but I clearly had the best set. Yeah. Like it was not even close. No, look,
0: we know we have a good set, and we don't.
2: And I was like, I didn't get picked. And then when I found out the girls did, I was like, I'm out. Mm. I'll never perform here.
0: So you had a real re- that you you had a real resentment then
2: towards her a little bit. Yeah, just because I, I felt like I did what you were supposed to do. Now, if none of us would have got picked, I'd have been like, all right. But and and honestly, I knew my stuff wasn't hacky. You know what I mean? I knew it was some original stuff. Yeah. So I was just like. Man. I didn't get picked it just didn't make any sense and I go she just didn't watch me so for whatever reason it is what it is but I, I, I've never performed never been back well did perform. it make you feel
0: like it wasn't fair like I'm just curious like a cause I mean I, yeah you hear all kinds of stuff about Mitzi Shore I mean obviously you know she's run like one of the best clubs you know like mm-hmm. I think her like I don't know all of it but like her you know she got the club finally from her hu- husband or something mm-hmm. I think like there was some other ownership um you know you hear that she never paid people people went on strike mm-hmm. um you know, you hear all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, there's tons of history out of that building. I mean, she was also a woman that started a business, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, I think that was a, you know, there weren't a lot of women doing that in the comedy space at the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you hear all kinds of stuff. that She was dating half the comedians. I mean, there's tons yeah. of things you hear.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm saying she's probably a nice lady. I'm not saying she's a bad person. But that it that her. night, I was like... Man, fuck this
0: place. Well, did that make you feel like you weren't going to have any opportunities in LA overall? Like, did oh it give you that no, it, vibe? it
2: it got me all fired up. And a lot of people know this. I ran, I ran the um, the main room for two years on Guy Tory's Fat Tuesday because mm-hmm. I'm in St. Louis and Guy said, "Man, I gotta let it go. I'm too busy." I said, "You can't let it go, dude. That's like that's like the black spot on Tuesday
0: at the Comedy Store." Yeah, I oh, said, wow. "Let me take
2: it over." I said, "I won't change shit." I was running. Me and my wife was running it, and nobody knew I was. Behind it, because I just wouldn't show up. I would just, but it was funny because my wife would like we were booking it, mm-hmm. right? And then people would be like talking shit about other comics and stuff, like comics do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she'd come back and give me feedback. And sometimes if you talk shit about me, and I was like, really? <laughs> but I never held against them. I wouldn't like not book somebody or yeah. take them off. I was just like, <laughs> I just thought comics do that. I can because there's a there's a little bit of bitch in all of us at oh, some point. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? You're gonna can... have days and. And nights where you're you're just you want to blame somebody when you don't realize it's just a business. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, it's just a business. It's like, yeah, I mean, even going back to the Mitzi Short thing, it's like you you know people could could say that you know you'll hear that she didn't pay comics, but you also don't know if she was getting a shittier deal because she was a woman in, in certain circles. You know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't know how. Like what the business is always—you don't know everybody's ang- everybody's well, yeah. how everybody's dealing with it.
2: Mm-hmm. You and you know? know, you know, with her seeing open micers all day every day, she might have been having like, "I'm, I'm fucking done today. I yeah. ain't got time to see this guy."
0: Or maybe some man in the business had been a dick to her that day, and she's like, "You know what? I just saw uh, you, you, right. You we, don't know. You just don't know."
2: Back then, I was like, "Fuck this shit." Now it's more just a story. It's my story, right? You know, it's not. I'm not mad. I've never. Said a bad word about her in public or anything. It's just, it is what it happened. Yeah. Just like, but that night, fuck. I was pissed. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) Fuck the comic store. Fuck Encino Man. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Anything with a short (laughs) and I was done. Want to go surfing? (laughs) Fuck you, man. Uh, I'm going to the pool. Fuck
0: Gulf Shores, Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Floribama, the bar, that shitty bar that's down there where people always get date raped, but to Uh, decent music. Sorry. (laughs) But look, dude, if you're going to get a day rave, get day rave to some you know, some easy listening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to some Skinner, bro. I don't want to get day rave to some damn trick daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want to get
2: day rave to Yeah. Something okay. Like, something legit. Like this. Yeah. Sounds good, Theo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Brendan Schwab. I'm not agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's all
0: right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Brendan, Brendan will go in a yeah, definite agreement mode. I get that in podcasts when I'm talking to somebody. I will just have no idea what's going on. They are with just fucking you? I can agree with them, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, we're thinking about killing your whole family. Like, yeah. oh, that's a great idea, man. Awesome. <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm in.
2: Yeah, my mom's a bitch. But
0: yeah, it's like sometimes you just don't know. It's like, you know, it's like we just don't know sometimes the, what everybody else is dealing with, you know? But Dude, that's
2: right. Yeah, looking back on it, it's just like, I just, I'll never forget as long as I live. The four women standing around her and she's just holding court, like yeah. telling them about, I can, I'm i reading what they're saying. Like, you got to work on this, you do this, this and this. But it looked like they was all having oh. a great time. Oh, I would break And I'm up here going, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I oh. want to stop it. Like, oh, yeah. hey, Mitz, yeah. I'm up. <laughs> it's my third Sunday waiting in line for three fucking hours. Can I get five minutes? Yeah. That's going through my brain. It's such a helpless feeling too, when you, you can't do that. And you put the mic back in the stand and you walk off going, this was pointless. Yeah. This was fucking pointless. And then I would drive by and see the guys in line. I don't it was like a Tuesday you had to wait in line. That was like the long line in front of the comedy yeah. store for open micing. And I'd drive by it and see just for the next couple of years be like I wanna be like wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> I can roll down it's the window. Fucking pointless <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. So, so, you had a, yeah, man, I'd have a look. I, I can totally go through that moment. You're on stage and you see the person who's supposed to be paying attention to you, and you're already nervous. There's already a lot going on. I mean, this is like a moment in the sun to even get that opportunity to showcase at the comedy store. Yeah. And then the other people that have already gone on, they had their time to be in front of her. Mm-hmm. Now they're all talking to her, and you have to still be doing your jokes. Your mind is locked in a, even it. Even it could be complete darkness in the room. I remember when I was doing it in New York for, um, uh st- uh est- esty right uh who passes at the comedy cellar and she she's over in the dark and i don't know where she is but then I, at a certain point i knew exactly where she was in the dark paying attention to me you know mm-hmm. it's like you can just feel like the spot in the dark mm-hmm. where somebody in the room is that's supposed to be judging you yeah and to think that they're not even paying attention and you still have to do these jokes and you don't even care if the other people in the room even see them yeah you're
2: just, you're like, it's a helpless f- feeling oh, man. It's so
0: helpless dude oh, fuck so helpless, bro, like trying to breastfeed and be a man, you know? It's just like Jerry's
2: fuck. deli afterwards. Oh yeah, it's
0: you know? meat only, bro. If you're breastfeeding you know, what do you you're want? Just, and you're a man, yeah. melt. Just,
3: just today the uh, Hollywood reporter named Adam Eagett, the new manager at the comedy store, and S D, two of the forty most powerful people in comedy. Wow. So it was crazy that you brought both of them up. Yeah. And there you
0: go. It's like and then it's like you look years later, I mean it's like, you know, Paulie's like you know, uh Paulie's always you know he's always trying to be supportive he's always trying to stay creative you got the the file that has passed away the lore of just the story even staying like all the times mm-hmm. it was supposed to be sold
2: um i heard it's a different vibe i didn't spend a lot of time there but i heard it's completely different now it's different now man it's very supportive but I, you know what a lot of that is is i think more than any other time in, in the history of stand-up like comics can control their own narrative now right through through podcasting you know what i mean just through social media, YouTube. I mean, you can build your audience. You don't need somebody to 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 say give you like the yes. Yeah, you can do it on your own. You know, even with, you know, I've I've gotten to know you through through the podcast networks. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, outside of Road Rules, you were amazing on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was a kid. <laughs> you know. Um, I know
2: because that's the thing, man. I I've always like followed you from afar because. I saw you on last comic standing. You were like the internet guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. One. Me and Josh Wolf.
2: Because when I saw you, I go, "That's the fucker from Road Rules." Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you did Road, what year was that? You did Road Rules.
0: Uh ninety nine.
2: Ninety nine. And you you were like a mid season replacement or something, right? Didn't you come um, in? Uh-uh. You were I there was from just the regular, first. Yeah. Did someone get kicked off that year or something? And somebody new came in. No. Fuck it. I'm thinking of but Cyrus. But there's a lot of seasons. There's a million I'm of, seasons. I'm thinking yeah. I'm like this. Fuck, I'm thinking of Cyrus <laughs> right. from uh, Boston. Real oh, world. Yeah. But the reason I always followed like the that, just the 90s, I'll say, is I was in the Navy and I tried to get on the real world. Uh-huh. I could see the, you on there easily. The Boston cast. And I remember my buddy, this is before the internet, you had to write a letter. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a letter to Buna Murray.
0: And then you didn't tell them you were gay at the beginning of the letter to even have no, no.
2: I told them I like black women.
0: Oh, yeah. So I said the perfect house
2: would be me with seven black girls. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then here's what's funny. Who are you, Scott Storch, (laughs) bro? That was my (laughs) thing. I go, hey guys, I love black women. Let's do uh, me and seven black girls, you know? (laughs) And then uh, they said they sent me a letter back. Like I got a letter back and they said, put yourself on tape. So my buddy worked at Good Guys. So we set like literally 100 TVs up. So everything I did was magnified by 100. Wow. And then I had like a black girl walk in. And I go, look. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they asked me to come up and get interviewed. And I got interviewed. And then I, I didn't get it, obviously. But it was the Boston, like 96 season. Oh, yeah. And what was crazy is I'm active duty. So how would I have done it anyways? Right. Like I, ha- I still had a year left. You'd have to ask for I leave. And they might right. not have given it to you. So when I see that season, there was the, uh, the black girl that went to Stanford that didn't like interracial dating, but then they went on vacation. She banged the white dude mm-hmm. on vacation. I went, I was supposed to bang her. Oh. Like literally, I was watching, like, I was I was supposed to bang her. That was supposed to be... I was watching it like... Vinde- uh. <laughs> I
0: see what you did there. That was supposed to be me. Right,
2: yeah. <laughs> right, like this. <laughs> oh, i found a Heather at Martha's Vineyard. I was <laughs> 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 looking at it like this. And then it was funny because... When I sent in all the tape, like, I like black girls, do me with seven black girls. A big arch of that season was uh, Cyrus dated a lot of white women and the black girl didn't approve of it. So, in a way, it was like they addressed what I had talked about oh. in my video. You know what I mean? I was like, that it's funny. I was like, I would have been a great asset. Yeah. And that season was kind of boring. Yeah. Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember it. I remember the first season of The Real World I remember was when uh, Real World Hawaii. When i mean i remember some of the other ones but the first one i watched i just remember tech jumping into that swimming pool naked um i don't know if he was, he was naked, naked or not yeah was he I yeah, he got naked and then the, the i was, didn't notice that
2: <laughs> oh i did, I did. they no. blurred him
0: out <laughs> oh, yeah. i do not look <laughs> man i don't look at do bro it was like
3: an 18 inch sensor bar <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but i thought he, he was like the first out of the tv <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the first to like start getting like, well, no, the the guy from the first season was the the ripped guy from New York. Oh, Eric Neese. Eric, yeah, he was oh, the man. first one. He got like spinoffs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he
0: was a real G. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm trying to think of um, I'm trying to think of uh, I don't even know where our train of thought went here. What were we talking about?
2: Reality TV in the comedy store.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I think. Oh, you mentioned that Esty and Adam just got those. Mm-hmm that got those things yeah and then you said yeah it's like people can make their own destinies now it's like yeah you don't have to have like i mean one of the reasons why some people got into podcasting was like i couldn't find a tv show or anything i couldn't even be represented out here you know like Mm -hmm. they were not they're not putting anybody from like i don't consider i mean i'm from the south i don't consider myself like a redneck though you know like but they're not putting any they weren't putting anybody that even represented me i felt like so it was like i had to start a podcast even just you know have anything to be able to say anything, I felt like.
2: Yeah, and they, I think people gravitate to podcasts because you you are unfiltered, Yeah, you know? Like I did, on mine last week, I talked about an argument I had backstage with my opener. Really? And it was a legit, I was throwing food at him. I was so pissed because yeah. he yelled at me. Wasn't about the food. It was like, did you just yell at me?
0: What'd you throw in him? I got another
2: fried that. rice and egg rolls. Oh my! And he was Asian. God. Oh wow! So he's Cambodian. Oh, yeah. Wait, well, let me tell you what happened. And Cambodian. Let's be honest,
0: dude. <laughs> it's Asian, bro, but it's also a little something else. Okay, yeah. they're being wild. It's the out other there. of Asian. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, even Asian people are like, oh, I'm not going out there. Yeah. You know, it is Waysian, bro. Yeah. Asian, bro. It's past Asia, bro. You're out there, dude. Well, here's what happened because I want to hear about this, man. Because people often say that you're hard to deal with, so I want to yeah. hear what happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about that, yeah, Brian Kellen. Yeah. We talked about that. I I was talking to your guys before I got on here. I go, I go, dude. I go, you know, the internet's uh, notorious for anybody says anything good about you, you don't hear shit. <laughs> they say something bad, I get DMs and Twitter tags and everything. And the, the Brian Kellen, Brendan Shaw, when they, when I, oh, my wife got profiled on Delta, and oh, they brought damn. it up. And they go, and Brian goes, yeah, I heard that guy's hard to deal with. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I watched it, and it really was, Brian even said, he goes, I don't know why I said that. I shouldn't but have said they did, that. But
0: they call you the, dude, they call you the pink Chris Tucker. That's what I hear all the, the time. The pink
2: Chris Tucker? <laughs> yeah, <they're> always, <laughs> I thought it was the white Carl yeah. Malone. I'm like the oh. only one. Like He was the only black guy with a John Deere deal. No, you just, know what I mean? Like, I'm the, only black guy at the barber- I'm the only white guy at the barbershop where my picture's on the haircut. Yeah. If you're a white guy, you want that Gary Owen right there. <laughs> on the poster. It's all yeah. black guys yeah. and me. Uh, no, uh, wh- let me see what happened in Dallas. I uh, hear about this. Not hard to deal with. But it's not about the food that I threw. It was that he yelled at me is what made me throw the food. Because I before I went on stage, you know, comedy club food isn't the best. Right. I'm over 40 and trying to eat good, so I literally just told them. I said, "Go anywhere, just get some brown rice and teriyaki chicken." That's anywhere. Right. So they 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 couldn't find it. the the place that they said they were going to order it from. They couldn't get it. So I get off stage. So you you know, you're hot. You got three shows at night. You just want to eat. You're like, okay, get your pallets ready for some. And they ordered Thai food. And I was like, I don't, you guys know me, I don't like Thai food. So automatic, I'm like, why would you order Thai food? Yeah of anything. You could have got me a salad, right? So then I open it, the vegetables looked all dry, it just looked bad. Oh. All the food looked like I was like, so now I'm not not happy. The only thing that looked good, and you know, Asian food comes into big containers, mm-hmm. was this big container of noodles and veggies and chicken. I go, that looks good. So I take the fork. And I, the comedy club brought us plates. So I take the fork, and I'm taking some noodles and put on a plate. And I was going to take some other stuff, too, and just make a plate of little samples of everything. So a container. My opener comes in and say, he goes, hey, those are mine. Those are mine. Those are mine. I said, okay. I was like, I'm just going to take a little bit. Is that okay? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> so I take the noodles. And then he takes it, and it's a big container. And he puts his fork in it immediately and starts eating it. So we still got two other people in the green room that's got to eat, and mm-hmm. I looked at him. I said, "Say, you know you're being selfish, right? Like you should. I'm thinking in my brain you should have offered something to the other people in the room, right?" And he goes, "Huh?" I go, "You know you're being selfish, right?" And he just went from zero to ten. He goes, "I'm not being selfish." And it was when he yelled at me, I went. What? It was like at a movie, and I just grabbed the nearest thing I saw. This, this container of fried rice. I go, Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> and as he's leaving the room, I'm throwing one egg roll at a time. I go, Get the fuck out. Oh, right? yeah, bro. So he gets out. That's like then the
0: Laotian he, Olympics.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> then he comes back in, and he yells again. He's like, I was just trying to. I, and I, there's one more egg roll. <laughs> I, go, I said, Get the fuck out. He gets out, right? So then I calm down. I go, oh, okay, I probably overacted. Right? right, and then my road manager Brad, he explains it. He just broke it down. He goes, "Man, he's got a real life voice. Man, I just think uh, I think you was hot and you was hungry, and the food wasn't there that you wanted. And in Say's mind, those were his noodles. Yeah, so you was eating his noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go, I go, yeah, you probably right, probably react. I said, but he just yelled at me, man. I said, if I could have had a discussion about it. It was him yelling that set me off." And then we're laughing about an hour later. But I talked about it on my podcast, right, last week. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling people a story. At no point did I say I was right or wrong. I was just telling a story. But some people were like, uh... You know, you was wrong, Gary. Or some people was like, I'm looking at you different. you like a diva. And those were his noodles. <laughs> like, hey, the funny part is, that's the part, is the word noodles makes it funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, We got an argument over some noodles. And the those other two people him? that had
1: to eat were Brian Cowan and Brendan Chopped, so that's why he was upset.
2: No, But here's the yeah. funny shit about the whole thing. I didn't throw my plate of food. I had yeah. already made mine. Say had his noodles in his hand. Only person I didn't get to eat was Brad. Yeah, <laughs> the romance who had nothing to do with the argument. He goes, "Man, I ain't getting to eat. <laughs> you guys ate on the food. You was hot and you was hungry." Yeah, he just broke it down. Here's what I think happened. <laughs> You was hot. You didn't get the food you wanted. Those were his noodles. (laughs) noodles. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, probably. Dude,
0: that is the dude. It is the worst because sometimes you'll have a long day of traveling. You don't have a chance to eat anything. You'll get up early. The layover is really fast. It'll be thirty minutes. You have to get to your gate, and so then next thing you know, you've had a coffee and a muffin or something, or and a banana. Mm -hmm. You finally get to the place. You 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 know you maybe have a snack or something before you go on stage, and then you have to do the first show. You get off. You want to eat. That's your time to finally get something to eat.
2: Right, and you're. Your palate's ready for something, yeah. And that's not like an extravagant dish, like no brown rice and teriyaki chicken. You should be able to get that. Yeah, you should be able to get it, man. So and they and they
0: and especially if he's Cambodian, dude, you can't come up with a little
2: teriyaki chicken, Papa, motherfucker.
0: You the Cambodian? Call somebody. Yeah, if I ask you for fucking donuts or something, you know, and you don't know how to come up with a couple, or I ask you for you know uh, a couple of Cornish game hens or something.
2: It's like asking me. You know, where can I get some quiche? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. tuna casserole. I can make you that.
0: I'm going to interrupt this conversation just to say a couple weeks ago, this company called Free Fly sent me some apparel and they had this beautiful kind of gray. It was kind of a kind of a basalt. I don't know what to call it. Cobalt gray or something pewter type of shirt. And I put it on and I don't even know if I took it off. I mean, I just had it on for so long. This isn't it. But my goodness, it was comfortable. I fell asleep in it. I thought it was a bed. That's how comfortable it was. I also went to the gym in it and did other things in it. The clothes from Free Fly apparel are made from butter soft bamboos. And I have to say that, you know, we all want to have a little bit of bamboo in our life, a little bit more in our giddy up, a little little bit more wood in our hood. And Free Fly apparel can do that. Their apparel is so soft, you don't really know who you are anymore. You might sometimes find yourself hugging yourself out by the interstate. The team behind Freefly are a wife and husband duo of Nike marketers and their Montana fishing guide brother. They identified a big problem in the apparel industry. Outdoor clothing was too complicated and too uncomfortable. Together, they quit their day jobs and made it their mission to create the most comfortable shirt imaginable. Free Fly's bamboo clothing has natural UPF sun protection. It wicks away moisture and won't hold odor. From fishing to hitting the gym or lounging around the house, this stuff is the real deal. Free Fly is now my go-to clothing. You have to check it out today. Now gear up for your adventures and... You can get 20% off when you visit Freefly Apparel and use promo code TPW. That's Freefly Apparel. Promo code TPW. And today's episode is brought to you by Uncommon Apothecary. You know CBD is the hemp plant, and unlike its sister Mary Jane CBD contains less than 0.03% THC meaning that you won't get high, but it'll stop you from feeling low. Several double-blind studies have shown CBD to reduce anxiety. It's also been shown to alleviate depression, as well as pain and inflammation. Unlike many so-called CBD products on Amazon and other online shopping sites, all UA products are third-party tested to ensure quality and consistency. Best of all, Uncommon apothecary's products are legal without prescription in all 50 states. They also have pet formulas so your best friend and you can take it together. Come over here, Fluffy. Let's get on that CBD. Head over to ua-cbd.com. That's the letter U, the letter A, dash cbd.com today. And use promo code THEO at checkout to receive 15% off for this past weekend listeners and see why thousands are switching from prescriptions to a more natural alternative. Also, make sure to sign up for monthly deliveries of Uncommon Apothecary so you are never out when you need it and save an additional 10% off. For every item purchased, Uncommon Apothecary will donate $1 to local homeless shelters. Head on over to ua-cbd.com today. And use code Theo at checkout to get your 15% off. And now, back to the show. But, dude, I remember we worked together at, um, uh, remember the charity basketball, the basketball thing? The basketball referee. Who am I thinking of, brother?
2: Oh, Tony. Something is that in uh was that in uh I
0: feel bad his name is
2: Virginia, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach,
0: yeah. Was Tony a, Brothers.
2: Tony Brothers. Yeah. I forgot about that, and Tony man. is a sweet man. And, and, he was not happy that night. He was not happy that night because they booked they 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 overbooked the theater and the weekend And he said, you guys knew I was bringing this show here. I'm doing this for the community. And you booked like two other urban comedy shows around it.
0: Oh, really? There
2: was like one the week before and like one two weeks after. And he was like, you killed my show. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he went on stage and told him because I'm not happy about this. I was like, damn, I never seen somebody go up and thank the people for being there, but then go off on the venue.
0: And unthank the venue. Right. There's a beautiful venue. Yeah, it was a beautiful venue, man. And yeah, you crushed, it. man. I'd never seen you. I mean, I'd seen you on film and I'd seen you on um on the internet and stuff, but I'd never seen you on stage before.
2: Yeah, it's a different beast.
0: And you, yeah, you really, really. I, I like, get
2: that a lot. Damn. I didn't know it was like that. Really? Well, I. It, it sounds conceited, but there's a different energy with a black audience. Yeah. And be and a white guy. It was blacktastic,
0: bro. It was blacktastic, dude. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was Howard Homecoming. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was something. <laughs> it was unique, bro. I mean, there was people doing that.
2: But people when were excited, the uh, wh- you know, I'm the I'm the white guy. Yeah. For black people, it's so oh, unique. you're the
0: extremely strong. You're the very physical and talented Michael Rappaport. People call you.
2: Mm. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I mean, easily. I can see that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's different. It's, it's a different energy. And I, you know, like I, I just did my my latest special mm-hmm. um, last week in San Antonio, and even my agent at UTA hadn't seen me live in years. And he goes, I, I forgot it was like that. And I know that sounds conceited, right? No, it does. It's, it's a look, different energy. That's your job. Live, like, yeah. It just not only that, it's just the reaction when I come on stage. Like, right. I am va- I'm like I said, I am. Black famous. That's many black people that walk by. If they don't know my name, they know my face.
0: Oh, you're Frederick Douglass almost. I mean, it's like you, (laughs) Freddie D., who else? A couple of other. I'm trying to think of famous, yeah, white people that are. um, Larry Bird. Yeah, Larry Bird.
2: He ain't going too far. Yeah,
0: it's very, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of famous white guys that are real famous in the black community.
2: But it's crazy, like, it it is a different. Black Hollywood and Hollywood is different because I heard stories about Philip Seymour Huffman. And I don't know if it's true, but I got it from reliable sources. He used to go to like the Starbucks in the urban neighborhoods because he could sit down and read and be left alone. Oh wow. And like nobody knew who he was. I like this. He'd go to like the Magic Johnson Starbucks. That's crazy. And just like read. And somebody'd be like, Dude, that, and uh, somebody told me, they go, yo, that dude from that movie. <laughs> yeah, that dude. That d- d- dude, you know, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. That dude from Boogie Nights. And you do the opposite. You go to like nice white. Oh, I go to, I go to Salt Lake <laughs> to get away. <laughs> yeah. I go to Park City. <laughs> well, I was in DC and it was funny. I was, I, I was telling him on stage. I go, dude, I'm in DC. I did not get stopped one time by a white person wow. in five days, but I couldn't go a block. The, the, the got me was the homeless motherfucker stopped me.
0: Oh, you couldn't go a black, I got the bro. homeless <laughs> dude stopped me. Yeah. I was like,
2: God <laughs> damn. That's when you know. This motherfucker is homeless. <laughs> no, it knew exa- but if they don't know me, I'm, I'm that's old boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's old boy right there. <laughs> yeah. That's old boy. And then they'll, 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 what's funny is they'll they'll have a whole conversation but won't know my name. Yeah, I go yeah, and then it's funny to argue with themselves. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you know that's you. You know you. Hey, you you right? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you know that's you. <laughs> they walk away. They tell their friend that's him. And then they go, oh, that is him. They're calling their friend. Yeah, I saw that dude. Yeah, you know who? <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah, knows him. who. Yeah, him. <laughs> you know you. It, you know it's like a
0: who's on first that never ends. Yeah, oh, you you. You,
2: know, you, <laughs> you, know, you. you. you you. You know you you.
0: Dude, it was fire, man. But it, um, yeah. Do you feel like though that did you ever was that your plan from the beginning? Kind of to have a black audience, or did that just kind of come up? Like, well, you don't
2: you don't choose your audience; they choose you, right? I just got on BET early,
0: right? That's where I, like you got say, your really your break. huh? Yeah,
2: like I would have done Telemundo if I could have spoke Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you break into this, you just want to you just want to be funny and get on stage. Yeah, and I just my my every TV appearance was. Was BET in the beginning, and for some reason, the movies I got in were black lead actors. Yeah, the only movie I've done that was a a all white cast was a movie called College, and it probably did the worst at the box office. Wow.
0: Do you think there's something about you that black people that really attracts black culture, or that like is it like a like some a way that you look or a way that you?
2: Well, I. I, I, D.L. Hughley, he 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 broke my myself down to my myself. A little yeah, bit. yeah, he just said, you know, you you're authentic, and he said, and your stories are your real life. It's not like you're up there just doing a joke to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. Like you're really telling, like you really went to a black church, right? Like your joke was that experience from your perspective, right? You know, and I think, I think a lot of times too, I'm not putting down people i'm just saying it's different right you know there's no put down because there's i I don't i tell you what 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 gets on my nerves when i see white stand-ups going from a black audience and just completely put down white people right you know what i mean just to get on the on black and i I even seen some black people in the audience be like dude we don't think like that right like we don't hate white people What what are you talking about you know what i mean right that shit i'd be like this dude yeah, what stop. are you doing yeah
0: it sounds so c-
2: it just it makes my skin crawl well that's it.
0: half of LA these days man I feel like I get on, like if I get on stage there's a lot of so many comedians who are like uh, you know like apologizing for their white privilege and shit like that and that's fine if someone feel like that it was that big of a thing in their life you know where mm-hmm. somebody came in their room when they were young and were like hey you're white you know we're gonna be I've all good I've had more
2: issues of white males in my life than black dudes all the black dudes have been cool the, yeah. the white dudes in my life I'm like what the fuck <laughs> Get away from my stepdad. I can't stand that motherfucker, man. Good Lord. But yeah. Hey, my stepdad was every bad black stereotype. Really? Every, you know, people, you know, black guys are lazy. I'm like, nah, Rod's lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rod's black black guys can get a job. They don't want to get no job. Nah, Rod can get a job. Who the fuck you talking about? My stepdad, every time I heard of a bad stereotype about black males, it yeah, was my
0: stepdad. That's hilarious.
2: I was like, he's worse than all this shit. That's You're hilarious. Like, Who are you describing right now?
1: Early on, did you have a lot of stories uh, like in your stand up with black culture? Is that why you think they like?
2: Well, when I started in San Diego, uh, I was trying to get on the comedy store and La Hoya and everything. But you know, with open mic, you're lucky to get up. You know, the open mic night was Sunday nights, and then that was it. And then I was like, a couple of black guys in the Navy with told me about all these other spots I could get on stage, but you had to go where the black people were. You know, a lot of the mainstream yeah. comics, they don't want to do that. And I was like, where? Okay, I'll go there. I'm just naive to everything. Right. And then and then I would start doing like karaoke bars. Like I would, if I couldn't get on stage, I would go to like a karaoke mm-hmm. and it was a mic and it was speakers. Right. And I was like, instead of singing, I would tell jokes. And they like people got to know me, like, oh, that's the funny dude. He's not gonna sing. He's gonna tell some jokes for Oh, that's bits. pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's but almost- I would do like musical bits, I'm not singing. Right. My jokes was about music. I, I remember in, it's not a very good joke. Uh, so you might lose some listeners
1: oh we won't all <laughs> when, here, I, when i make enough <laughs> shitty jokes during the
2: podcast yeah so I think. <laughs> my my i remember my my first joke i'd always tell at the koki bars was about janet jackson i'd be like i go have you guys noticed like janet jackson like her first song was uh let's wait a while i go then her second album the song was um uh come back to me i said well fuck you told him to wait and now you're telling him to come back i go now this latest album was anytime any place i go somebody turned that motherfucker out <laughs> you know what i mean and then that, that like opened up like oh okay he's just talking shit about musicians so a lot of it was just like whatever songs was hot yeah i'll just make fun of them at the karaoke spots
0: do you think that you um are actually white and you have to like be black in the morning when you get up <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though, kind of? What do you mean? Like, you to, like, <laughs> like, if we, like, moved the switch on the back of you, it'd be like, well, guys, I hope everything's going well. No,
2: <laughs> what am I, like, Caitlyn Jenner? Like, yeah. deep down, <laughs> I know I'm black, but there's no surgery to fix it. Like, God, I wish I could just <laughs> God switch man. this up a little yeah. bit. No, it works mm. for me being the... Uh, being like the i don't want to say fish out of water because i am kind of a fish out of water but i'm very comfortable in the water right i'll say it like that yeah i've never well, yeah, you're i comp- don't know like a lot of times i think we feed into what the media tells us yeah and when and that's not been in my experience like I, oh give you, yeah
0: dude i don't let yeah i mean that's
2: your de- my day-to-day de- dealings with people uh i don't i don't see too many people just out and out hating somebody else because of their skin color alone yeah totally now I, I'd be. I'm more scared of white guys with tattoos on their face and pants right. sagging. Yeah, the these days
0: it's starting to change. Well, that dude, I'm scared me more. I'm scared. Of what I'm scared of is some of you know with a lot of um, you know people of different cultures, especially when you have black and white people having children. You're to start. You start to get a lot of soft black dudes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, bro. These grays, bro. <clears throat> I've seen Why a couple. Are you talking
2: about, what man, dude? You can't be talking about my kids, man. <laughs> you have children. <laughs>
0: No, I'm talking about about my kids. I'm just saying, bro. I saw some uh, these some of these mixed kids, they're fucking slow. It's like, oh, welcome. You wanted white shit, you got it, man. Welcome to these fucking
2: layups. Enjoy these layups. Well, that's the problem when you are mixed, because the the black and you says dunk it, and the white in you says pass it (laughs) out, and you're just fucking confused. Then you become Steph Curry. Just shoot threes. Take it to the hole. No, you gotta share. (laughs) But the black says, motherfucker, throw that shit down, bitch. (laughs) dude we had who we
0: we had a we had a black guest and here we were talking about getting scared who was it donnell rawlings um and i've always felt like uh that black people don't get nervous i always felt like didn't you ever on stage no period like did you ever like white people always felt like we have like a thing where we get nervous and like black people don't have that like uh, like i remember asking him i'm like dude do you guys get nervous like it just doesn't
2: we, well, the thing about it is white people have way more skeletons in right. their closet than black people. Right. You know, black people, like, historically, especially in this country, their history is laid out there. Yeah. You know, white people, we did a lot of dirty shit, but we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We did some dirty... Like, I was just in Tulsa a couple weeks ago, and I, I found out about Black Wall Street. You heard about that? uh uh-uh. In 2021, it'll be the 100 year anniversary, and it was like this 36-block area of Tulsa Mm -hmm. that black people were flourishing Mm -hmm. like they had they had supermarkets and doctor's office and clubs and restaurants and big homes they 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 were like they were like living in a bubble Mm -hmm. and uh all of a sudden this this black teenager got caught with this white girl and they didn't even do anything they just got got caught together alone in a building and all the white people came after this black teenager and the sheriff was like, no, the white girl's not present charge, he didn't do anything wrong. And this mom mentality happened and they just started like literally murdering black people, like on their front porches. Jesus. And and they looted the businesses. And then the 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 like National Guard came in and bombed Black Wall Street. Like completely bombed it. And it was like for what? Yeah. And then the like I'm sitting I'm like I never even heard of this. And then this girl I like, gave me an entire breakdown of what happened. And then she said what's crazy about the aftermath is like there'd be like black women walking down the street years later and they'd see a white lady with like the her watch on or her necklace and you just what are you going to do? You can't do anything. Oh, that was from one of their from stores. From their their store or their house. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like it's a it's a dirty part of American history and I'm sh- I I would put money cuz it's coming up the 100th anniversary. There'll be a movie or a TV show about it. Oh, yeah. Soon. Yeah. Because I just heard it. I was like, what? How did I hear about it? I I've heard the term Black Wall Street. I just didn't know what it meant.
0: Do you think sometimes that too many movies and 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 media want to like, are just making money even more off of just rehashing uh, a bad past instead of like finding solution and stuff and moving forward?
2: Yeah. I mean, it is, it is it's, it's part of our history, though. So it right. happened. <clears throat> Do you, you feel know?
0: like sometimes, though, it's like, they don't always give like every side of the story. It feels like sometimes there's only just just one side of a story, you know? Sometimes it's like at a certain point aren't they just using black people again like by by using these stories just to make money when a lot of people are it feels to me like a lot of people are moving forward and a lot and sometimes it's just like a regurgitation of you know like how many times can you make people that currently
2: like a slave movie you're gonna
0: make another slave movie sometimes again? yeah it's like at what point do you say look <clears throat> let's just make a movie just you know how many times do we have to do we have to do this same exact movie you know yeah
2: yeah i mean it's
0: like because because the, then they're just using black people again because i'm sure it's mm-hmm. a lot of white ownership that owns these studios to then once again
2: well they're, i mean make money but
0: this time they're doing it under the guise of that we're helping black yeah. america
2: Yeah, i mean there's definitely a disconnect between the the powers that be that that are the head of these studios, you know, because they don't, they just don't know. They, you know, they that's like we're stand ups. I don't, this is what I get about stand ups, and we were talking about sitcoms and everything else is, is you know, the state of sitcoms is so bad right now. Because I, if I'm the head of a network, I want to take a stand up that's on the road grinding because I feel like they have the pulse of what the country's going through, especially yeah. the flyover states. And you got guys in New York and LA, they don't they're not in Nebraska. Right. They're not in Iowa. They don't know what's making those people tick.
0: Oh, you know? and not only that, but then these same networks go and make fun of those people and they like did not like you know, it just seems like a lot of times that good people who haven't done a lot of stuff wrong have really been through enough, but these but it's just like how many times are we gonna bring stuff up that something I didn't do, something I didn't have a part of and I would mm-hmm. never be a part of, you know, but it's like I mean, I don't did know. Did you watch
2: Central Park? Did you watch? Uh, I haven't seen when, it yet. When they I want to see it. <clears throat> On Never. There was there's, there's. Ava did something cool with that. Is you know it definitely was those four boys got railroaded. Yeah, bad. that's what I heard. But you also see when when one of them goes to prison, one of them really had a bad. Corey Wise was one of them. Like he he got it the worst, and he didn't do anything. He ju- he just went to go support his friend at the police station, basically. Wow. And they brought him in. And he's the one that caught the worst, did the most time, had the roughest time. But they showed how one guard and at Rikers was kind of a dick to him, and and was using him, and he had to give him like all this extra shit to protect him, basically. And I don't know what that guard was. if we mixed? or black. I don't know. But then when he got transferred, there was a white guard that really looked out for him. Mm. You know, was fair, gave him books read when he was in solitary. You know what I mean? And and it was just a. And it was never brought up. It's not like the white cop helped me. It was just there. And like I, I thought it was cool how she made that apparent. Mm. You know, To me, I noticed it. Right. I don't know if anybody else did, but I noticed it. Right. You got a kid that don't trust anybody. It's been railroaded by the white people. But it was the white guard that would kind of went like, it was similar to like in Hurricane with Denzel. Mm-hmm. Remember the white guard was the one that was like happy for him when he got exonerated The and he was like looking out for him a little bit in the prison.
0: I don't remember that part. I mean, I believe it. I just—it was remember. the guy.
2: It was the guy from oh God. What is his name? He's in a lot of freaking movies, man. My favorite movie he was in was Bad Boys, not with Will Smith, the one with Sean Penn when he was a teenager in prison. You see that one? Came out like eighty-one. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's a great. I was
0: one years old.
2: Yeah, but it comes out. I saw the Wizard of Oz. It came out in forty six. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a good point. <laughs> movie you can't see him, Theo. Just because you, was... dude, I was one. What is? It? I don't see movies before nine. Well, I, I don't want you to picture me walking yeah. into the fucking theater. Didn't <laughs> no, I Bad Boys. Look up Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Wizard that's a great early. fucking
0: movie, man. Really, I love Sean Penn, man. Eighty three. Eighty three.
2: Hmm. Uh I'll have to check Great it out. flick, dude. It, uh, brutal though. Fuck it. That guy with the blonde hair, curly hair, dude. Yeah. What's his name? Rini Santorini. That's not him. Santoni.
3: No,
0: he's
2: got a normal name.
0: Isa like. Morales. Why Clancy Issa? Brown. Is that no? His, name?
2: his name's Clant. That fucking guy's name is Clancy Brown. What's his name in the movie? Do you know? I don't know. He, he was the blonde hair guy. There was a picture of him. You guys went away from it. Yeah. Uh, the blonde hair, curly guy. That guy, his name's Clancy Brown. That's
0: Clancy Brown. Yeah,
2: you know who that is. He was in yeah Shawshank. He was the guard in Shawshank. It was bad, but he was oh, in Hurricane. Wow. He looked out for uh Denzel in Hurricane. Hmm. That guy's a great actor.
3: He plays a lot of prison guards, evidently.
2: Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Shawshank was a bad one. Uh, bad Boys, he was one of the gangsters. He was one of the 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 kids in there because it's Sean. It's about it's about guys going to a, this terrible juvie home. Hmm. I could it, watch it, man. Bad, bad Boys is huh? good, man. I could watch Bad Boys. I would watch that.
1: Do you feel like when something's released in like black culture, you're like, oh fuck, I gotta
2: watch this? Just so no, I'd be like, why it. am I not in it?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> when I see a white guy in black movie, I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he can't promote like that. Yeah. He can't promote like I can promote. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny because uh, you know what? Do people think you were in movies that you were not in? Like I. Oh, it's was Most Wanted. Yeah. They think I was in Malibu Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like we started, was talking to your buddy, I was like, some people think I'm in Power right now.
0: Mice and Men. Uh, of Maisha uh, and Men, I could see you in that. <laughs>
2: No, any other movies I... I, I, Oh, um, there was a movie called The Breaks with Mitch Mulaney. Mm -mm. People think I was the lead in that. Really? Yeah. He passed away like 10 years ago.
0: I could see that, man. I'm trying to think of some other people...
2: I get, I get people think you're Darren
0: Carter if he got an HGH. I know that sometimes.
2: Nah, I don't like nothing like Darren. Darren started
0: in San Diego. <laughs> Dude, Darren's funny man. You put Darren in front of a big crowd, bro. I don't know anybody that could kill us hard, man. He
2: kills, I, I can. bro. That's fine. I'm just
0: <laughs> like
2: this, he murders, I mean, I man. That's fine. Uh, um, no, when I started stand up in San Diego, uh, it was funny. The first couple times I would go to the comedy store and sit in the back and just watch. Mm-hmm i remember it was like bobby lee darren carter was that crew i remember darren one time went up and uh got a heckler and destroyed him and i went oh my god this is the one yeah (laughs) (laughs) first time you see a comic live deal with a heckler you're like i gotta work on some shit (laughs) i gotta go home i would have left yeah i gotta gotta find out who my real dad is yeah (laughs) yeah first time you see a comic do like an hour strong you're like holy fuck You're like five minutes yeah When you first start, that five minutes seems like three hours.
0: Oh, dude, it's so... And you're like, oh, that third joke is going to kill us. You only have three. You're like, once you get to that third one...
2: You got just, no right or left either. You can't uh-uh. take a right turn. You're like this is it? I'm working on this in the mirror.
0: Yeah, one guy drops a glass during your first joke, and it ruins the,
2: your whole night. Yeah, ruins your whole drive home. You don't even acknowledge the crowd. Yeah, like you are on autopilot. Yeah. Like literally, nine eleven could happen, and you're just going yeah. through the building. Uh, if there was a uh, if there was like an open micer at like a corporate event during nine eleven, he would not have acknowledged the building's falling. Yeah. He would have still been like, so then my daughter. <laughs> Shit. Right there. Yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't even acknowledge an open mic. Uh, two more minutes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did they light me? Oh, that's just the fire, de- right. fire department coming. <laughs> we got some news topics. Let's get into a few, Nick.
3: Sure. Uh, first up, uh, it's been kind of a recurring story on this podcast, but uh, the leader of the Nexium quote unquote sex cult was convicted on all, all charges this morning.
0: They got him. Where's that at?
3: It was in L.A. Um, uh,
1: the uh Allison Matt. that guy was the lead yeah, yeah.
0: is that Elizabeth Warren's daughter <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> first of all that guy was
1: the lead of a sex cult yeah yeah we had someone um on the from the sex cult on the podcast that I booked
0: and the sex cult cured his Tourette's mm-hmm. Tourette's
1: but the reason but we, well, we pulled, didn't know we he, yeah we only booked him because he had Tourette's
3: and we brought him in here and the whole time he thought it was a setup and we were gonna ask him about this sex cult but then it came out throughout the interview and yeah, so we, we've we just learned more about it. And we have Michael Rosenbaum in, who is cast members with Allison Mack, who is also, <clears throat> she caught charges in this.
0: Now, what about he this? Branded he branded them? Huh? Well, look, dude, you can't with have people, missiles? look, you can't have your sex culties getting into the neighbor's sex culties' yard.
2: Good lord.
0: <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, man, you can't have, you know. I'm if, just
2: amazed that this guy was the leader.
0: Bro, if Brenda jumps the fence, you got to know, you know. Um. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Here is, would you think about that R. Kelly sex cult, man? What was going on? I know you're, you. You know you got your whole life on the pulse of black culture. So what do you? What was going on there? Because you're in the Midwest. You're in Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just. Did you know what was going on over the years? Uh, not till the the piss tape came out. But then, when well, know, that when was that? That was 15 had, years but, ago. Uh, you know, but R. Kelly had the deep pockets. Like he had a lot of. Were the... you getting paid off? No. No, I didn't even get tickets to his concert. Okay, well, Nothing. No, I I bought 12 play like everybody else. Yeah, okay, uh, Me too. No, he, uh, you know, he had a lot of the Chicago PD in his pocket. Yeah. And then when the, the money wasn't there, can't help you. All of a sudden, now everybody's got lawsuits and tapes coming out. But I watched the Surviving R. Kelly, and I was more like, those parents, the, the two girls now that he has, yeah. those parents brought those girls around. That's like fame is a drug, man. They yeah. brought their daughters around, going, "No, well, he he was uh, you know, he was exonerated, you know, he he, he wasn't guilty." I'm like, "Really? There's a tape, but there's such night, na- right? And there's
0: such night. Na- there seems to be this strange naivety of, of amongst parents almost because the same thing happened with the um with the Michael Jackson, you know, with the, with him with the families just repeatedly bringing the kids around, knowing the kids were like in very precarious situations. Like you don't as leave a parent kid alone either, right? But as a parent do you see how that kind of i mean how how, how could something like that kind of happen like
2: where well, some parents fame is intoxicating and you're almost in awe i mean think about a religious figure i mean michael jackson was as close as you can get yeah to, like damn near the pope yeah you know what i mean like holy shit the the, the biggest star on earth likes my likes my family wants to hang out the, the weird thing about the surviving Neverland, which I don't believe. Some of it I didn't believe. I think they were indulging some of it, but the fact that Mike would just go to somebody's house, in like the valley, yeah, just be walking down the street. Can you imagine doing the dishes? Like, do fuck look that, like Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah. Walking down the street, just checking the mail.
2: What the fuck? That's old boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's old boy right there. That's
2: you. That's no, that's you. You. You with <laughs> the Billy G. Yeah, that's you, Thriller. Oh, Billy G. Out here, man.
0: <laughs> Where your coat at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I was on stage, actually, doing an open mic here in L.A. at Westwood Brewing Company. This is probably maybe 13 years ago, and... And there's a window outside that goes to the alley, and across from that, there's an Oz, A A H H S, mm-hmm. costume shop. And Michael Jackson pulled up there one night with his kids and got out of a car after hours and then let him into the costume shop. And he was really? just in there buying stuff and then got back into their car and left. Yeah. I was on stage, man. It's crazy. And I literally looked out the window and I was like, oh, Michael Jackson's out there with his <laughs> children going into the costume shop. fucking store.
2: crazy. I thought I would get to meet him. Uh, I had a. I had a development deal with Quincy Jones Mm. And we had it for two years And we just couldn't get Couldn't get the show off the ground For whatever reason But I was always over like Quincy's house Trying to develop and everything And I kept just thinking I know I'm gonna go there one day And Mike's just gonna be there Wow I know it And Quincy's got the best stories Does he? And you know he's not lying Some people like indulge Like like that Michael Jackson story I don't know if I really believe you Yeah (laughs) I mean like I trust you. I barely believe me, but I'm like this. "Mm, I think it might have been Jackie. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that was Tito. It was not Mike, dude. Sounds good. I'm just kidding. But uh, like like Quincy's stories, you know he's telling the truth. Like he's talking about Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack and shit like like this. I just couldn't get enough of it because he would. We half the time I was with Quincy, would be like we'd be trying to put a show together, but the show would take 15 minutes, and then it'd be a two hour session. Of him just talking about life wow. and shit that he's seen and everything else, you know what I mean? I was like, he
0: have been through a lot, huh? I
2: mean, he's seen it all. He's seen it all, MJ,
0: all of it. What about where was that? I heard this is maybe a couple years ago that you and Cat Williams went or had an investment or something together. I don't know if it was Mm-mm. a food, a restaurant. Nope. I want to say Whataburger or something, but I'm not sure. The only person that ever
2: asked me to invest in a restaurant was Nick Lachey.
0: Really? He opened oh, up the Cincinnati. bar
2: Lachey's and he, he tried to get, and he opened the bar in the restaurant, but he was trying to get all like Cincinnati investors. Hmm. So we got like a couple, a couple of the Reds and uh, the Bengals and other people in there. And it just, when I talked to my uh, accountant, he was just like, restaurants aren't a good investment
0: we're not doing that yeah yeah
2: you don't want to put up any that amount of money uh for that but did you, end, so you and so
0: you and cat williams never did like a whataburger or anything like that mm-hmm. what did i hear i don't know where you
2: hear that at? have you ever worked with cat williams or met him yeah yeah every black comic i know trust right. works i've worked with every one of them wow yeah.
0: what is cat williams like because i saw him one time right he was riding on a bicycle with that had those uh it had like these kind of lights in the wheels down Sunset Boulevard with a couple of other guys.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Cat's, uh, he, he See, reminds me of, of a kid, kind of. He marches to the beat of his own drum without question. Like, you know, you got to realize I've known Cat since 98. Wow. So that's when he first, he had one tooth in the front, mm-hmm. you know. And then, uh, he, but he was he was crazy. Cat always rolled like he was a huge star. Even when he was like featuring, he had a bodyguard. Wow. Even when he got on JetBlue, he had a bunch of <laughs> fake chains on. Like he was rolling like I'm the guy just waiting for it. Yeah. And then when he got Friday, the the second Friday, it was like that part was written for him. But nobody else could play that. Yeah. You know, I mean other people could, but it was him. It was all him. You know what I mean? Uh so yeah, he always rolled like, he had. he did one of the and I have said this on stage, he did one of the coolest things a comic ever did for me after a show when we were in Austin, Texas. And it literally was a two, it might have been one other person, but it was me and Cat on the show. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird time in his career because six months prior, we had Kent State. And he was bubbling like people knew him, but kind of knew him, right? And then all of a sudden, I got this contract, and we were at the basketball arena where the University of Texas plays. I go, why would we be there? I'm thinking me and Cat are good for like 1,500 seats, right? not 10,000, right? And I get there, and I go, oh, fuck, this guy popped, in six months, right? Wow. So,
0: Was that pretty crazy to see? What was it like to kind of witness something like that?
2: You're just like, it happened. I don't really think about my... Did I'm you like, even oh.
0: think it could happen? Was it the first time you kind of saw something like that happen?
2: Yeah, I was like, um, you're more like how? Like, what What was it that made him pop? Because I think we're... Every now and then it happens, like with Tiffany Haddish and Girls Trip, there's that one role that people just boom. Yeah. But I think it's more now you just pepper people. You keep peppering them, and then hopefully... Then, then you make yeah, yeah, then you make some right, but I don't know. I, you know, he, Friday had been out for a couple years, and then the HBO special came out, and whatever he just popped, and it was crazy. So we we get done with the show, and then my limo, we, we had two separate limousines. So my buddies were in town, and I was like, I asked my driver, I said, "Yo, can I get the limo for a couple more hours?" And he was like, "It's three hundred bucks," and I was like, "All right." So I tried to give him cash, and he wouldn't take it. He goes, "I need a credit card," and I go, "But it's it's cash. You ain't got to tell nobody. Dude, just take it." He goes, dude, I can't, company policy. As I'm having the discussion, Mm -hmm. Cat pulled up. And Cat goes, hey, Gary, what's going on? You going out? What are you doing? I said, yeah, I'm going out for a couple hours. I said, my driver said he don't take cash. He needs a credit card. And Cat goes, hold on. He took my driver around the back of his limo. And to this day, I don't know how much money he gave my driver. All I know is Cat walked by me, and this is all he said. He goes, he's yours for the evening, Gary. Enjoy your night. Oh, yes, (laughs) they do accept cash. (laughs) (laughs) And he just left, And I went, Thanks. I had never had service like this in my life. That dude I think he pulled in the club. Like, we went to the club and we were in it. Well, we I saw a table, him out front. I saw car. him here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the guy was there the next morning. I went I got back to the room, went to bed, woke up. He was still standing in front of the car. I go, How much fucking money did Kat give this guy? But it was just cool like that. But I heard Kat was notorious for like the hundred dollar handshakes. Yeah. Like he'd tip somebody and just be a hunter in their hand. Yeah. He you just know? loves
0: that lifestyle. He loves to be able to help out. He loves to be able to it's just something he's he likes pimp. to do he's a pimp
2: you know what i mean he's a, yep. he really is yeah but you don't know you don't know what cat you're getting sometimes yeah i've personally i've never seen the wild bad cat oh it could be a, a yeah about it could, a, it could be a, a house, house cat. cat it could be an alley cat could be a
0: house cat could be a saber-tooth tie yeah you don't know what you're you know? getting that
2: day but um, i've never i've never had any any real issues with any comics like no. as far as confronting me or what
0: about trap house stuff because i know you know they have a lot of black trap house activity have you ever been involved in anything like nope that? Well, damn, dude, I'm Fresh
2: Prince Black man. Oh, you are. What's you? Think? I ain't, this ain't the Wire. Oh, damn. Well, look, Jeez, oh. What the fuck said? Trap house activity. I'm just trying to. Yeah, think. man, I'm leaving here.
0: <laughs> dude, I'm
2: just That's trying. I fun. A, a lot of comics hustle merch. I hustle Coke, bro. I'm after just, my shows, <laughs> dude, tell me everything you know, man. I want to know about Levar Ball. Okay. <laughs> Do
0: you think Levar Ball cares about his children? That's yeah. what I want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah, they they're mixed, like you said, well, I watered it, down. Yeah. If that dude was all black, God, Lonzo would be a beast. Oh, could you
0: imagine? Well, first of all, be they a Lonzo. Okay. Would have never, trade yeah. yeah. <laughs> n- never
2: traded him. they would have never
0: traded him. No way, LeBron. And who? The other one is a uh, Lege- Lamelo. Is- yeah, Lamelo, dude. That's a soda. Okay,
2: yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Mellow yellow. Don't you miss good? Like when I was growing up, they had wild black names, Blizzard. Dude, we had. A I've kid- never met
2: a Blizzard in my <laughs> life.
0: You, you met a Blizzard in the South, man. We had a blizzard.
2: Magma. Magma Jackson.
0: Yep. Magma.
2: Coincidence. Okay. Go to Facebook and find me fucking Magma Jackson. (laughs) Find me Blizzard. I was taking Theo's word for it. Pull up. (laughs) Go to Facebook and just pull up Blizzard and see if any names pop up. Like if you put up Mary Jones, there's going to be a million Mary Joneses that come down. See how many people are named Blizzard. It's Blizz Wilson or Zard Wilson. He's not real. Come on, Blizzard. Come on, come on, Blizzard. Blizzard. Come on, Theo's Blizzard. Theo's like, fuck, come on,
0: Blizzard. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not coming up. Nick, well, let's get to some other news then. We have, <laughs> first... <laughs> we
2: have two Patriots questions. Look, and we all know Theo's from Boston. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Theo went to private school. Where's Blizzard at? Oh, we're looking for a first name Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be him down there. That's Terrence
0: Blizzard. Blizzard Jackson. There we go. There he is.
2: <laughs> Snow. <laughs> He's on MySpace. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Facebook's like, dude. Yeah, broke the search. <laughs> Look, you know what's gonna come up? Theo's lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they might. Go, he might go by BJ. Just put in BJ and see what comes up. Oh, Theo's br- Jackson.
2: Oh blue. shit! There
0: you go. Gang, gang, boy. Is that, he's white, huh? Blizzard Jackson's white as we fuck. We don't know. That's just. I mean, look, he could be anybody's. I think it's like Sammy
2: Sosa. He's got all black friends. All black friends. Like, <laughs> got
0: seventeen friends. Oh, that, that seems like about him. Kind of. He was very much kept to himself. Did you really know a guy named Blizzard Jackson? hundred percent. From call, where? Where is he from? B.J. They called him. He's from Slidell, Louisiana.
2: Slidell's outside of New Orleans, right?
0: Yep. They called him Blizz. Some people call him Blizz. Some people call him Zard.
2: Magma Jackson.
0: Mm-mm. and I'm not gonna say they were related but I'll just say that a similar last name <laughs> what about mm-hmm. coincidence Carter no oh, nope. man he must have passed
2: I definitely I definitely <laughs> spelled that wrong <laughs> I'm <just> saying man <laughs>
0: And you might have passed all these again. people
2: Theo's talking about, like
0: nope. not ringing a bell. I think it has a couple cues in it. <laughs> let's get to some more news. What else do we have? <laughs> Nick?
3: We actually also have a couple Patreon questions for Gary. Okay,
0: let's get to that then.
1: Uh,
3: question: You got it. You got it.
1: All right, cool. Uh, question one from John Page, uh, Gary: Do you feel like you have a sort of special permission to dive deeper into jokes that analyze black culture because your wife is African American?
2: Yeah. Of oh course. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said the meant- black people trust me. Yeah. You know, I'm a friend. Want, I'm a friend when they come. you got
0: to start playing the middleman, dude. It's if
2: there's any miscommunications, you know, I'm here. Just white America don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> that's why when you said questions, you got two. Okay,
1: <laughs> we got two questions for Gary. Well, we actually had a lot, but we only picked. I right. picked two of these. And the second one was um, uh, from Dalton Wyndham. It was, "What was the craziest thing you've ever seen happen at a comedy club?"
2: Uh, crazy. Yeah, oh, man most of it's in the early days cuz when you're open mic and you're hitting bars mm-hmm. i used to do some wild shit uh for me personally i uh you threw an egg roll I no I got, a, <laughs> I got a, I got a, i got escorted i was in louisville kentucky and it was the night before thanksgiving which is a big party night and this guy named spike davis had a one night look him up <laughs> Spike Davis is legit. You're going to find Spike Davis. Oh, look him up, dude. Watch watch how fast Spike Davis pulls up. Oh, Bam. Damn. Holy shit. Andy's from Louisville. What the fuck? Okay.
0: Okay. We'll accept Spike um, Davis. Oh, yeah.
2: No, you can Google Spike Davis. He's Keegan. right there.
0: Spike Davis. Where? Carnival Cruise Line. Comedian he's, he's, at Carnival. Comedian.
2: He's doing cruise lines now? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Look, the University of Louisville. That's Spike. See, my shit pops up. I don't know who you'd be don't lying to, saying, Leo. Dude. But this guy, okay, so this guy, Spike Davis, he had a Wednesday night in Louisville, mm-hmm. and the problem with his show was uh, there was, you know, you're you're on the chairs are on a dance floor, mm-hmm. and the later it gets, the the night turned into a club, so the comedy is supposed to start at eight, it should be over by ten, so yeah. people get, well, the show starts late, then I'm the headliner, so I'm going up late, so by the time I hit the stage, pushing ten thirty, ten forty five, so people started to come in that want to go party. So you're fighting these... The, you know, the people here are laughing, but the people are here, they're ready to party. Yeah. They're like, get this fucking dude off the stage. We're at a party. So you're dealing with it. So I start getting hecklers. So I'm having fun with this one guy. Like, we're going back and forth, and it's actually galvanizing the crowd because now everybody's in on it. But the, I said, hey, man, why don't you come on stage? man? We can play the dozens. You know, not knowing two people didn't like me. So I turn around, and I, from me to you, there is two brothers gold fronts oh. then like they have shit to lose they were just on the stage oh. and i went oh shit i jumped off the stage <laughs> into the dj booth can you and jump and i still off? had the mic back then i could get dude when your life's in danger yeah
0: you can jump watch farther. yeah I watch peter that.
2: parker so <laughs> i'm still got the mic talking shit to him right and they're getting upset <laughs> oh, so they the let, literally they escorted them out I, I i didn't know they had undercover people in the club right police officers they escort the guys out. They literally, I'm not lying. They had me ducking down, mm-hmm. took me out a back door, and got in a car, and the guy had his pistol out driving me to the hotel. Wow. And I was like, well, I was like, what the fuck's going on? They go, do we, we're just playing safe? I think they were just they didn't tell me. Clearly those guys Hit were trouble. Up. Yeah. So they was like, we're just playing it safe, you know, take me back to the hotel. So I get back to the hotel and they go, uh, they were gonna have somebody sit. In the parking lot, what, till I left the next day, I go, dude, I'm leaving tonight. Damn. So this dude followed. and I was living in Cincy, so it's just like an hour or two hour drive. Is this it, the underground railroad, dude? No. So the dude follow me. On? Literally, he followed me back till I got on 75, and then I got once I got on the highway, he like flax flashes lights, and he veered off, and then I just drove back home. I was like, what the fuck was all that? Why does Spike call me like after the weekend and goes, hey man. They love you down here, man. They want you back. I was like, I will never be back in that fucking club. The fact that he waited like four days, like I'm going to forget. I got escorted out. Hey, man, they love you down here. He never brought up. I got escorted out. (laughs) Dudes rush the stage. They love you down here, man. They want you back. I will never be back in your club, bro. Never. And I got sucker punched in... Detroit, after a show. Oh, wow. Dude, so, you're out God, there I've been doing the... it. I've been doing it 20 years. This is minor shit, Yeah, that's right? true, actually. And all this shit happened early. None of this shit has happened in the last 10 years, yeah. right? So I'm in Detroit, and after my show, I go to this place called the Lyceum, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not lying. Like, I'm, Theo shit, I'm like this. <laughs> oh, I'm dude, not lying. Was, it's like, speak... All my shit is legit. You can Boop. find Lyceum Nightclub in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Let's see uh, if that's a real thing. I don't thing. know how Lyceum? you spell it. I don't know how you spell it. Lyceum was the name. Detroit. Look up
0: Lyceum Hanson, too, a kid I went to junior high with. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. He's out there. Oh, they never heard of it, it says right uh-uh,
2: there. Uh-uh. Watch how that shit pops up. I mean, Kevin it out, it's 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never happened. <laughs> Damn,
2: bro. There's pictures of it, man.
0: That ain't Dude, That's that could be anything, man. You're
2: spelling it wrong. There's an S. <laughs> oh, come on, let's go. There's an S in it fucking got on a spell that's your problem no, he's fine dude that
0: guy is doing fine dude <laughs> dude
2: it's called lyceum e lyceum i think it was an e in the front who gives it there the front e in the front no fuck this E-lycium. elysium elysium lounge oh my god gary told the truth again so anyways closed all right so i'm at elysium lounge this thing got three stars dude <laughs> hey shut up uh look <laughs> it was after my show we go to elysium right and when I walked in, like these three girls was like, Gary, yeah, can we get a picture? I was like, Yeah, so I take a picture with them. Then I go to the bar. I got my buddy Reggie and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. So the bartender comes and goes, $125 for three drinks. I was like, what? I go, how much are the drinks? They go, Well, those girls said you were buying their drinks too. Without even looking at the girls, I looked at the bartender, I go, Oh, I'm not buying no bitches' drinks here tonight. <laughs> and all of a sudden I turned around, the girl's like, You call us a bitch. And I was like, No, I said bitches per se, like bitches. <laughs> But I never got to say that. I don't know where these fists came from, but mm-hmm. these dudes went bing, bing, bing. Like I got hit three times. Bing, from men? Bing, yeah. Over the girls, right? I don't even know who the dudes were to this day. Yeah. Right? And uh, I literally just hit my buddy Reggie. I go, let's go, man. This place is whack. So, so I just walked out of club. Now I'm in the car and I'm in the rearview mirror, like looking like this to make sure I'm not cut up. I'm fine. And then his wife comes out, Reggie's wife comes out, or girlfriend. And she's like, She's hysterical. She goes, yeah, are you all right? I said, Yeah, yeah. I go, what happened? She goes, that was like the funniest and scariest shit. They said, because you were getting hit but still talking. Oh, yeah. It happened so fast. So really I was like, I ain't calling by a bitch. <laughs> Let's go, Reg. This place is whack. <laughs> and all I was thinking was, I was on, I just got hired to be on House of Pain that sh- that Tyler Perry show Oh, you want to get in I'm- trouble? I didn't start filming yet. I didn't want to show up dotted up. Yeah. There, there was nothing in my in me that said fight back or figure out what's going. on. It just said get the fuck out. Yeah, you know this could get worse. And I just I'm just so glad I didn't have any marks on me. Do you? Get I did have a knot up here. They got me pretty good. Really? Stuff, but I ducked. I, just
0: got, me I got punched by a guy on steroids during, uh and hit with a fence board once at Mardi Gras by a guy. Did you just um, story time me?
2: Do I'm you? Just <laughs> 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 no, I got no. I got hit. Do by, you get uh, more Mike nervous, Tate. man? If
0: you're like in an all black environment, do you get nervous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah,
2: I don't really get nervous anymore. You just I, w- I wish I could get that feeling when I first started doing oh, stand-up.
0: Oh, nervous on stage?
2: Just the, the the drive to the comedy club or wherever you're about to perform, I wish I could get that feeling again. Yeah. Because I felt like you just felt like your senses was on 20. You didn't want to hear nothing. You couldn't talk to anybody in the car. You're just, you're so, uh, Yeah. I wish I could get that feeling. Like the open mic days, God it was such a good feeling inside.
0: Isn't it so funny that you're so scared, then and you can't go back to that? Fee. You can't just can't go back in. There's no way to get back there, really? Yeah,
2: it's it's like it almost felt like when you were playing high school football, like before the game. Oh started. yeah, you're I remember like, that. It's the closest feeling I've had to that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like nowadays you just it's you know you're not like nervous. You're just like okay, it's a job. Back then, you're, you're, it's not about ticket prices, not about ticket sales, not about what the check is. It's just straight. It's about the show. I want these people to laugh at these jokes. I hope these jokes work. Yeah. Now there's so much else that goes with it. You're looking at your guy. Did you count the room? Yeah. All right. What kind of percentage deal we got? Yeah, this ain't ain't
0: teriyaki chicken. Right.
2: We got. (laughs) Where's my. (laughs) This ain't
0: fucking teriyaki chicken, you.
2: Back then you're like
0: this. Plastic Cambodian.
2: Yeah. You guys don't have Essentia?
0: Yeah. The fuck? Man, I'm drinking Fiji. Fake Cambodians, dude. Camphodians, bro. (laughs) Hey, let's take this question that came right here for you, uh, Gary Owen.
3: What's up, Gary? What's up, Theo Gang Gang? Um, what's it like being a Bengals fan? Uh, I can name two Bengals players ever. Chad Cinco and uh, the Endangered Species quarterback.
0: So I just want to know what what it, what's that like, man.
2: Tyler Eifert, Icky Woods. You ever met Icky? Mm-hmm. Icky's a good dude. Still he? lives in Cincy. Does he? hmm he had a he had a tragedy like his son, passed, son was a really good high school football player and passed away he had like some weird oh. asthma attack or something came out of nowhere like it shouldn't have killed him yeah and he passed away oh. I think he's a good dude uh listen man i don't know how that fucker don't know two Bengals. tyler eifert the greatest offensive tackle in the nfl is anthony muñoz yeah like and that is not even up for debate yeah. So, suck a cock, dude.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Not everybody. I'm just kidding. No, everybody's No, nah, it's fine. He but he's not a position player. He's not like, you know. Yeah.
2: It's tough being a Bengals fan, man. It's like an abusive relationship. It's like Ike and Tina Turner just keep coming back for more abuse. Yeah. But we got a new coach, got a new regime. You know, I, I tell you, I, I caught a lot of little flack last year because I did a video. I was kidding. And I did a video like, "Hey Bengals uh, front office, you think you guys can maybe take care of me this year if I want to go to a game?" Or I'm the I'm like one of the few. It's like literally me and Nicholas are the only two people out there that are vocal about being Bengals fans yeah. that are on TV and, and and are out there in entertainment. And I called <clears throat> for tickets one time and they said no. And I went really like my publicist called. She goes, "This has never happened, Gary." Like they just said no. And then the guy sent like an eight page email explaining why. They could not leave me tickets to the game. And there was 8,000 empty seats Damn. at the stadium. And I went, you got to be kidding me. And then the players start DMing me like, we'll leave you tickets. Like the players, right?
0: Hilarious.
2: And then uh, it's not about buying the tickets. It's just like, that's your squad. Yeah. You rep them. You go on the NFL Network, ESPN. They know. You think like, they could show Jerry's the love. Bengals guy.
0: Yeah, they know everything. They should know everything that's going on. Well,
2: I mean, that's what you do. Like. Like if you see like Seattle, they got the twelfth man. Seattle has a suite. The Seahawks, where when their celebs come in that are Seahawks fans, they they put them in this suite and go to Atlanta. You got Samuel Jackson pumping up the Falcons for the game on the on the on the on the, the big screen and everything. It's like that's just what you do. You take care of you. Robert Kraft always takes care of the Boston guys, right? <clears throat> Cincinnati's got
0: two. Well, they should include something fun and something exciting. Do you do you feel like? Um
2: what they say in the email? What was his? It was culture? something about revenue sharing, how they can't leave the ticket. I go, oh my God. When they went to England three years ago, the Redskins left me tickets. Oh. I was like, you got to be kidding me. The Redskins' front office was like, yeah, we got you. Left me field passes, tickets. And I'm like, the Bengals, like, nah. Can't do it. I was like, you be. And then last year, so the. Do you still go to the games? Yeah, because it's not the the – I'm, I'm a fan of the Bengals, and they're, they they were at my city, and the players have nothing to do with that. It's just it's a mom-and-pops-run organization. And, you know, the, it was crazy because last year I did a funny video go hey, Bengals, you think if I go to a game this year, you guys maybe can take care of me? And I gave them like a wink, like an Instagram post. So I guess they got a lot of emails from fans going, how do you not take care of our guy? You know, and then uh, – so they did this. This is what they did. They said, yeah, we're going to leave you tickets and field passes and everything to the first home game. But we're going to do a contest where people are going to send in, like, their email. And then we're going to pick a name to get to go to the game with you. I said, great. So they kind of used it to get people on their email list so they could start sending them, like, like packages. Like, hey, we got a two-game package for you to go to. So then I go to the game with these two fans. Had a good time with them. And they took care of me. So then I... The Pittsburgh, I found out I'm going to be in town on like a week's notice, and mm-hmm. it's the Steeler game. So I sent an email to the girl that was my contact. I go, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be in town this week. You think it's cool if I come to the game?" She goes, "Oh no, this game's way too popular." I went, "Wow, damn!" <laughs> so
0: they put you in your place. So Gary. I, I,
2: I posted, mm. "Damn, really, Bengals? <clears throat> Guess who called? Bengals? I mean uh, Pittsburgh's front office." Wow guess left and tickets to the game Pittsburgh the fucking Steelers damn and Steelers like like was like we take care of people I was like this it's a goddamn shame wow and, and do you think it's because of the
0: color of your skin
2: no not at all <laughs> it's just how the Bengals do business that's their they're like it's not a very good front office and then uh so I had Will Packer coming in town he's a Bucks fan and I was very animate with the Bengals like if I could pick one game you could take care of me and and I want to show this guy this is one of the top movie producers in the world as like he's a Bucks fan, so me and Will always he comes to um, Cincinnati when the Bucks play, and I go to Tampa when mm-hmm. the Bengals play the Bucks in Tampa, and it's only ever four years because they're in different conferences. And Will was coming, and I asked the Bengals, you know, and they said, "Yeah, we got you." They left me row thirty. Dang for Will Packer, I went no way. That's still pretty good, <laughs> man. That's terrible, really, for the one of the biggest producers in in the world. Movie producers?
0: I don't know who he is, but I don't know who a lot of people you are. You don't
2: know Will Packer? Uh-uh. Okay, he did Think Like a Man, Ride Along, Girls Trip, Night School, Stomp the Yard. Oh, wow. Uh, just show show debuted yesterday in, on Oprah's Network, Ambitions. Will's like the guy right now. Wow. He's got the big deal with Universal. Uh-uh, like his his movies, he's, he doesn't have one L yet. All his right. movies have made money.
0: Yeah, I just don't know any producers. Oh, yeah, I recognize him. Wow. Yeah, maybe they're just a little bit behind the times. You son. think? You think. Let's get a couple more. Uh, Look, there's
2: there's his movies. Cra- <coughs> there's, oh, there's all his movies.
0: Wow. <coughs> just he a got few. got them hitters, man. Wedding Ringer. That sounds bad.
2: What Man Want. Jacob's, I mean, he's, he's,
0: Jacob's Ladder. He must be remaking Compton. that. It about peeping Toms. Straight out of Compton. Ride Along. I'm in. No good deal. Let's hit. Let's, uh, what are the news we got, Nick?
3: Let's see. Bella Thorne her phone was hacked and they found some of her nudes and she was being threatened. And so she decided to release them on her own and uh, to get out in front of it. And then uh, Whoopi Goldberg was critical of just her taking pictures in the beginning. Um, Oh yeah. And here's what Whoopi had to say. Take them and put them in.
1: Listen, if you're famous, I don't care how old you are. You don't, take new pictures of but yourself because she only with share with one person. But she should listen. When they're hacking you, they're hacking all of your stuff. So whether it's one picture or a million pictures, once you take that picture, yeah. it goes into the cloud and it's available to any hacker who wants it. And if you don't know that in 2019 mm. that this is an issue, you you
0: I agree with her. I think. Mm-hmm. And then I agree with her. A
3: lot of people took issue with that and said, that her, like, her logic was flawed. Like, are you never going to buy stuff online because your credit card could get hacked? And Bella Thorne put out a, a tearful response to Whoopi uh, for her victim blaming, essentially. Yeah. Well, it's a. It victim wasn't. It wasn't blaming. that.
2: It was just. I think it was Whoopi's tone. It came across very aggressive. And if she if she could have switched into yeah. the same thing, it was like, look, I get it. You wish you could take pictures and send to your husband or your wife. My wife sent me a new one time. I said, don't ever fucking do that again. Don't do that shit. And she goes, what? I go, don't. I said, dude, you just you can't risk it. Yeah. Said, don't ever send me no new pic. Ever. And I, went, I went off on her. I said, don't do that shit. Yeah. Last thing I want is your shit out there, and I got to deal with that. You yeah. know what I mean? I was fucking jacking off to my wife and showing her that shit. Get a Polaroid. In a dude. Blizzard Jackson would have definitely jacked off my too, oh, bro. now question. Blizzard. Blizzard's
1: And a Genevieve Conquistador. What was the other guy's <laughs> yeah, name? no
0: coincidence. <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Apparently, you guys grew up around some fucking weak, fucking powder puff motherfuckers, dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that we can find. Is. That Here's we can find
0: people are using electronics like they and not even thinking about what they do or what they're capable of i mean that's one thing it's like it, it's kind of wild that there isn't a class that shows you all the things that actually go on when you have a phone and when you're sending photos to people and all of this like the transmission the things that possibly could get stolen how things can get taken that almost seems like it should be a course that should be for children these days because you don't realize the level of the intense power of a phone that you have in your hand when you send someone a photo you don't need you know yeah you're not even thinking oh it could go out somewhere but Mm -hmm. this thing's totally capable of that you know you're not even knowing what laws are even attached to it that they could be taking what you're saying and using it to advertise against you Mm -hmm. um It seems kind of bizarre. It also seems like, to me, also, like, Bella Thorne seems like a little bit of a fucking nutcase. But so does Wolpe, so I'm not surprised that both of them... Well, like I said, that was
2: was all her tone. Like, she was basically scolding Bella Thorne instead of saying, look, it's not your fault at all, but you just gotta be careful. You gotta realize, once you send those nudes, you take that risk.
0: Yeah, this isn't you drawing a a
2: picture and handing it to somebody, Yeah, you know? Yeah, for real. So I think that was just all her tone. yeah. You know, I think that's a good point. And any, most dramatic actresses are sensitive. Yeah. They're sensitive creatures, man.
0: Insane, they also say, uh, at yeah. a certain point. I worked with that girl on the Bad Baby music video, and she was... Um,
2: Who, Bella Thorne?
0: Yeah. And she was, I mean, she's definitely attractive, but I don't know, I could see anybody, any of those people having like an ego that was just, to me, was astronomical, you know? Mm-hmm. But then also, she's a big star, I guess. Um, what's
2: what's her biggest credit
1: she's she was on a she came up on a disney show um and was doing that for a while and then now she does she she doesn't do like huge studio movies but she does like the teen stuff like that so but she wasn't in the trap she Netflix? was not in the now what about know? the trap I so.
2: six i don't know her
0: um what about this what else do we have nicholas
3: that's kind of it for news yeah we're, we're at about 95 minutes
0: okay cool wow we're deep man That's what I do, man. Time with me just flies by. Tell me, you have any good Gary Minky stories out of Cincinnati or not? (laughs) Holy shit. How do you know Gary Minky? Bro, who doesn't know Gary Minky? For our listeners, Gary Minky. Holy
2: fuck. You talk about taking me back.
0: (laughs) Oh, Gary Minky. You're going to get burned eventually. Oh, dude. Gary Minky is a a magical little Israelite that... (laughs) Bo- like lost half of his house and like a, I don't know what happened to Fucking him. Fucking
2: Gary Mickey, But he's
0: like a guy who booked That's people. a real person. That's not Blizzard Jackson. Oh sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's real. I don't believe anything you say anymore.
2: Gary Makey. Okay Gary Mickey was a guy that the tw- uh, let me tell you the good and bad thing about Gary Mickey. if you were struggling and you had a halfway decent name and said Gary I need $500. Yeah. He would find you a gig somewhere. Yep. Somewhere, he'd be like, yo, Dover, Delaware. Somewhere in America. I got you. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But just trust you're going to get burned at some point. Yeah. And Gary burned me New Year's Eve in Orlando. I'll never forget it. I, I had it probably 2005 or six. I bet. So he goes, Gary, man, uh, look, I'm on one New Year's Eve this year. I said, all right. And I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not really moving tickets enough. I have to be at a comedy club to move tickets. Mm-hmm. You can't put me at a place where they don't normally see comedy. Okay. You know what I mean? So he books me at some club that has a stage that doesn't do comedy, but they do shows. Right. I'm thinking 12 people were there, and they kept holding the show, and I go, guys, they're not coming. Like, I'm telling the dude that's there, I go, like, a bus is not about to pull up and 500 people get out. It's, yeah. it, let's just do this 12 people and get on with it, right? They ain't having money, right? They... they the club guy. Of like, oh I, I didn't make no money, man. I'm like, well, my deal's with Mickey. So I'm calling Gary like, yeah, man, we got you. We got you. I, I got it. I go, Gary, I need something, man. I done. So basically, long story short, I didn't get shit. Yeah. So I flew down. The only thing Gary got me was the hotel room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was funny because the guy, his business partner, Gary Mickey is a, a stumpy white dude. Yeah. So sure. he had this, he had this other black dude that was his, the co-promoter on this with manky right mm-hmm. so the black just wanted to pick me from the airport and when i left then i go don't worry about it i don't need to ride home i don't need to see i'll deal with gary i don't know you like that right mm-hmm. so the black guy had the nerve like a year later to show up and call the tampa improv to say he knows me and wanted tickets to the show and i go no that guy's got to buy tickets oh, damn. so then he buys tickets so then, afterwards, he's coming up. Dang, like, you're the Cincinnati
0: Bengals all of a sudden, right? Then he,
2: <laughs> <laughs> then he comes out a- afterwards, like, he, like doesn't he even bring up the fact you guys still owe me money from New Year's. Wow! And he's got like his whole crew with them, and they're taking pictures with me. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one of them t-shirts, man, with the merch shirts." Like my my Brad's like, oh, "Do I go charge him?" Right? He was like so just stared at Brad. Brad was like, "You know, twenty dollars." It was like a stare-off. Wow. He like, and he looked at me. He looked at Brad, and I go, and I'm looking, I'm like, it's $20 for a T-shirt. Like, t- he just didn't want to be embarrassed. Oh. He thought he was just going to grab some shit for his people. Like, we're boys. I'm like, dude, did you forget? What happened? You fucking didn't pay me?
0: That's Minky, bro.
2: You know? that <laughs> M- I, 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 I haven't worked with Minky since, but, you know. Oh, he's he a legend. Did, he's a yeah, legend. Especially in that part of the country. Yeah. Tampa to Richmond to Florida. Omaha. Florida.
0: Up to the Midwest, Missouri, the stray animal belt.
2: Yeah. That guy, man, I can't even know Gary Mackey.
0: Dude, I, I'll tell you this. Gary got the best story ever, man. He had, you know, Gary used to carry a bunch of tickets with him in his pockets, and he'd give them out to people for stuff around town for free stuff. You know anybody like, Oh, yeah,
2: you go to a restaurant? Yeah. I never pay for food with Gary.
0: Well, I would end up paying for food. He would say, well, he's going to treat me. The guy wouldn't, the manager would not accept the tickets, and then I had to pay for the dinner, right? <laughs> oh, wow. So... <laughs>
2: So no, get, he always had the tickets. One
0: night, Gary gets a couple milkshakes from the um, McDonald's, right? And uh, he gets one for now and one for later, dude. You know, <laughs> and uh, and so he's walking across this parking lot. This is in Cincinnati, and they had got a couple of black girls fighting, right? So he goes over there to watch and polish off one of the shakes, right? So. The problem is he gets a little too close with his phone. He starts filming them, you know. So he's holding one hand, one milkshake in his hand, the other one pressed against his chest, watching these ladies fight. He gets too close. They turn on him and start coming after him. Right now, he starts running. His pockets are full of all those tickets that he usually Free gives out. Free tickets for the. He pulls boat. his shorts down. Now he can't run, and he's got two shakes, dude. And these <laughs> girls beat fucking. Are sh- oh, you sure he got beat up? Oh, they beat a shake and four fists right out oh, of his wow. ass, bro. And the whole time he was trying to, he was getting beaten, but also trying to hold on to the shakes like Double Dare. Remember oh Double God. Dare? Yeah. Yeah, bro. That
2: great. Kid slimed. Yeah, oh, he got fucking smacked up. Double Dare's real. Oh, is it? Lizard a- Jackson? I still have a question <laughs> oh, about, but Double, Double Dare was a real show. <laughs> well, look up
0: <laughs> look up, BJ and let's see if that's a person, man, because that's who we're missing.
2: He played for the Bulls. There well, you go. What was that? uh, uh, okay yeah when gary when the funny bone opened in cincinnati which was in newport kentucky uh back in like 2004 he hired a relative of mine that he didn't know was a relative of mine and i go he goes yeah man i got this young girl man she's like hustling tickets and she's out in the streets and she's moving shit and i told gary I go uh that's my cousin i go she's she's on drugs dude I go, she's she's gonna rip you off eventually. And he go, he goes, I don't know, but them crackheads can move some tickets. Wow. It's <laughs> like it was my cousin that was living on the street. Like I was That's like, crazy. dude. He'll get anybody, man. I was man. like, Gary. And then when she showed up, she was like, Gary <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know how she's getting them tickets out there. He's a hustler, man. You're gonna I was like, and the clientele showed. It was a lot of her friends. <laughs> like Tuesday nights at the funny bone. Ooh. Oh, they weren't moving a lot of food. Sounds like a lot of, yeah, I was saying,
0: like a 12-step meeting.
2: Um, Gary
0: Owen, thanks so much for coming and joining us, man. Really appreciate it, bro. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What well, a guy never closes. Like, no, thank you, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Try being on time next time, Theo. Now
1: I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling Like these leaves I must be Cornerstone Oh I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it In my bones But it's gonna take A little time For me to set that parking brake And let myself unwind Shine
2: I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great.
0: Aye, hey, sweetheart. Here's the deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, right, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. Oh, <laughs> no!